0: It's 8.16, almost 8.17. This is our radio salon, our weekly discussion segment showcasing our own intellectual thinkers. We'll exchange their views on current issues. In the studio, we have our experts. First, Mr. Chang Huang, independent legal researcher with Low Quant LLC. Good morning. Good morning. And Hijin, Hijin Ku of... Uh, Korea Peninsula Future Forum, who is joining us this summer in place of our regular guest, Professor Joy Gyeong. Good morning again.
1: Good morning. All
0: right. Uh, we got two topics. Uh, let's start off with uh, with Heejin. Uh The topic is about uh, uh, our South Korea's policy against uh, North Korea.
1: Well, things have been uh, ratcheting up quite a bit uh, in the past weeks and uh, uh, the weeks, lead months leading up to that. Um, North Korea has kicked up its provocations by several notches, um, both militarily and rhetorically, in recent weeks, um, prompting concerns that. The Kim Jong-un regime is reverting uh, to its old ways, um, its all-too-familiar brinkmanship diplomacy. And while um, it accompanies its barrage of missile tests with insults such as idiot and scared dog aimed at President Moon Jae-in, the South Korean president has yet to comment on North Korea's um, uh, uh, provocations.
0: Is it just me or it's not a surprise? I mean, they're reverting back to their provocating ways, brinkmanship and insults and all those. It seems like it's almost, you know, it was a matter of time that North Korea would uh, revert back to that kind of mode.
2: And also you have to uh, you know, make the observation is that uh, the two things that they haven't done is to t- test ICBMs and make a uh, nuclear test. So they're going to doing the brinkmanship, but just enough that it doesn't really upset the United States very much, at least in, in President Trump's mind, but, but sort of going, reverting to the old ways. So, you know, they're calibrating a little bit, you know, they're definitely putting some thoughts into it. And I, I think it,
0: uh, it puts, basically puts Moon administration in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. A square focus, it seems to be on the relationship between North Korea and the United States. As long as there's no ICBM, it's okay with the U.S., so everything is hunky-dory. But it's not okay with South Korea.
1: Of course not. Um, the, uh, the range of these missiles, we have to look at that. And that is around 450 kilometers, which puts South Korea smack in the middle of that range. Not Japan, not the U.S., not anywhere else. And for uh, President Moon jae not to comment on this is a little bit confusing to some, in uh, uh, some among the analysts, uh, regarding uh, uh, studying North Korea and inter-Korean relationships,
0: uh, I, I guess I understand that those two points—the uh, countervailing points. One is we have this opportunity to get a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime or or unprecedented peace regime in Korean Peninsula only if Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un somehow gets there, there as in some future events where they or, or top-down or whatever uh, methodologies or, or quirkiness they muster up and come to some kind of agreement. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, a scenario that uh, the President Moon Jae-in has been kind of gunning for and his economic plans and all those things all depend on it. And And his, in fact, uh, I think the, the presidential pledge and his uh, political um, capital is all hanging <laughs> in the balance in in, the, in that prospect, uh, but but it's a big one. I, I admit. If it happens, then hurrah for for all the Koreans in the Korean Peninsula. But right. countervailing point is that by having these uh, intermediate missiles projectiles launched, it seems like the risk level is going up and up and up. And I don't know how much we can ignore it just because there is a big prospect on the other side of the fence.
2: Well, on the other hand, you do also have to remember that, you know, when uh, President Moon Jae-in first came into uh, power, uh, the North-South relationship wasn't that great, you know, mm-hmm. not until PyeongChang Olympics anyway, mm-hmm. and he himself actually attended a few missile launches, and if you mem- remember, you know, he well, 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 went ahead and looked at the uh, Hyunmoo missile launches and f- f- said it was really great, and the Korean Defense Ministry uh, kind of publicly flaunted how they have a decapitation uh, strategy and so forth, so, you know, uh, it's, I mean, it's not like President Moon forgot how to do, to do that kind of, you know, strong kind of armed tactic towards North Korea. The question is what tactic to choose. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, I guess in the administration's defense, they probably felt like they made so much much, uh, advance. So to actually go back to, you know, 2017 regime, basically, they might actually feel very reluctant to do that. And I think it's understandable. So, but I think, uh, as you pointed out, comes at a great uh, political cost. I mean, it does make the administration kind of, uh, you know, inactive and kind of reactive and sort of, you know, giving pass to these North Korean aggressions.
0: A lot of people might uh, question whether uh, Moon Jae-in President Moon Jae-in has that strong-arm tactic in his arsenal in the first place uh, when it comes to North Korea.
2: Well, you mean what the decapitation strategy <laughs> that, that was flaunted in 2017? That wasn't really, you know, you know, you know okay. Kind of, kind of. I mean, who, who who do you think you know, the Moon Jae-in, uh, the military, uh, the, the Ministry of Defense was t- trying to decapitate? I mean, I, <laughs> I can't think of one person right. only, right? <laughs> I
0: give you that. <laughs> Heejin, w- w- where do you come down on the, the calculation of for and against? You know those two uh, countervailing interests.
1: Well, uh, South there is um, um, a view that South Korea doesn't want to respond um, like case by case on each of the prov- uh, provocations because they don't want a, um, a vicious circle in which provocations uh, 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 mount. W- Mount on top of one another. And uh, the focus uh, for uh, the current Moon Jae-in administration, what, uh, th- what it wants to do is focus on the U.S.-North Korea talks and to make that, uh, to facilitate, quote unquote, those talks. Uh, uh, South Korea is saying it wa- it is willing to step back and let things play out. But as you pointed out, there are certain limits if the provocations continue to increase and uh, north korea is unchecked there are two uh, uh things that we have to consider North Korea will continue to develop new weapons, as it did, as it showed in uh, the uh, uh, launches of short-range missiles and the submarines that it showed last month. And also South Korean economic woes cannot be ignored. Um, the North Korean provocations will add to uh, the Korea discount factor that is uh, currently burdening uh, the nation as well as its current trade uh, dispute with Japan, as well as the concerns over U.S.-China mm-hmm. trade war, mm-hmm.
0: isn't there opportunity though? Uh, a- as you mentioned, decapitation tactic—that's that, not—that's not the exact word uh, out of uh, President Moon jae mouth, right?
2: Right, but but it was you know officially you know shown to the reporters you know shown the you know training montages showed up in the new, uh, right. news report. I mean. And it was literally the you know you know named as a decapitation strategy in the Mm -hmm. news media. And you know if you want to provoke North Korea, that that that, that's certainly something that Moon Jae-in administration clearly showed that it did, and it was fully capable of. You know this wasn't too too long ago, just two years ago.
0: Right then, uh, I guess we could we could say that they they are capable of having multiple strategies. I mean, I think one of the criticisms is that uh, President Moon Jae-in seems to be putting all his eggs in one basket. You know, For now, uh, yeah. I mean,
2: it's about, you know, the so-called peace regime with North Korea. Definitely. Right.
0: But can't we have this strategy, multiple or, or multifaceted strategy, where uh, on one hand, we look to that big vision or the big uh, sunny day someday uh, uh, when the peace regime comes, but at the same time, we can respond to those provocations uh, at the same time. Uh, we can have uh, the different voices coming out from Moon Jae-in and also from the, the Department of Defense and, and, and others so that we can address those issues at the same time where we don't have to change the, the kind of a big uh, the vision of having the, the peace regime in Korean Peninsula.
2: Perhaps. I mean, you know, you, you could think about having, you know, kind of bad cop, good cop uh, voices coming out of the uh, uh, South Korean government. But uh, uh, for the time being, uh, it doesn't seem like Moon administration has any appetite for that.
0: Mm-hmm. For example, in the United States, you know, Donald Trump would tweets his happy, merry way every time. But then there are other government officials who goes around and do the damage control and assures you. Uh, U.S. allies uh, about what U.S. is willing to do or committed to do. So that seems like a kind of a good cop, bad cop routines that... Uh, our own display.
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'll categorize Trump's tweets as good, bad, <laughs> good cop, bad cop. It's just Trump, well Trump's, you know, you know, uh, stream of consciousness, and everybody's just scurrying around and this is thinking, well, we don't really know what he's thinking, but we have his tweets and we do whatever we can, and that seems to be the, uh, you know, kind of ammo for
0: past uh, two, two, two years. All right, I forced my uh, argument a little bit in there, <laughs> but what do you think, Higen? Well, we we can have a multi Faceted strategies, right? Don't we have to, though?
1: Um, yes, uh, there is the famous adage, "Trust but verify." Mm-hmm. And Jong uh, mm-hmm. Il, uh, the the presidential security advisor himself, also said that um, we do uh, uh, we do want to proceed with the peace regime uh, with uh, uh, North Korea in inter inter Korean uh, relations, but. There is a, a shred of doubt, uh, and trust has to be verified in the future.
0: Well, there are more to say about this topic, so we'll continue our discussion on this topic after we come back. We're back. We're continuing our radio salon segment. We have Cheong Hwang, independent legal researcher with Low Quant LSE, and Hee Jin-Koo of Korean Peninsula Future Forum. Korea Peninsula Future Forum Yes, there Good morning again. Uh, let's continue on our discussion about the North Korea policies. Um, one aspect I'm uh, deeply concerned, and as other people might be, is that North Korea seems to be deliberately driving a wedge between South Korea and, and the United States. I mean, divide and conquer uh, tactic or whatever you name it, it seems like it has been a constant uh, feature in their uh, strategies, uh, even in, in in deep past. Is that, is that a right assessment, do you think, Hijin?
1: I think we can. Uh, it, it was clearly shown um, when uh, the uh, volley of missiles and the ramped up rhetoric came, especially at a time when the two nations are holding drills to verify uh, South Korea's military readiness and uh, uh, basic operational capability for the transfer of wartime operational control, which in the future would limit U.S. Uh, military operation in South Korea, eventually, uh, in the long run. So um, th- it's telling that uh, North Korea has uh, ramped up the rhetoric. And as you mentioned, to just the point where the US will say it's okay, uh, we don't we, we can wave it off. It's not consequential, it's inconsequential. Inconse- so um that in itself is a message, a subtle message to South Koreans saying, uh, oh, uh, the U.S. doesn't uh, put that much of an emphasis on the U.S.-South Korean alliance or that uh, the 28,000 U.S. troops in currently in South Korea don't really matter to President Trump Um that in itself uh, gives pause for South Koreans as well as the South Korean government to uh, to set a, let a uh, take a step back, let's mm-hmm. say, and uh, reassess uh, the U.S. Uh, South Korea alliance to some extent. But uh, of course, publicly, the two countries will continue to say that the U.S. Uh, South Korea alliance holds strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Of, of course, for from the North Korea's point of view, the alliance between South Korea and U.S. is has not been a good news for them. But do you think that there are specific purpose uh, this time around by? Uh, It seems like they're going overboard, Uh, trying to weaken the relationship between the South Korea and the U.S.
2: Well, to a certain extent, isn't it just same old, same old? I mean, you know, North Korea has always called South Korea a puppet government of, you know, American imperialists. And that's sort of their, you know, party line for God knows, you know, as long as I can remember, basically, by you know, going back to you know the Korean War. So I mean, is what they're saying really necessarily, you know, any different than the the, 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 all the rhetoric? And is that really driving a wedge between you know, South Korea and the United States? I mean, looking mm. at President Trump's mm. uh, you know the, the tweets, it seems that you know he's doing, his uh, he's sort of he's intentionally or unintentionally driving a wedge between South Korea and the United States all by himself. And of course, I'm referring to the fact that he seems to want you know South Korea to, you know, cuff up a lot more towards, you know, U.S. military operations uh, in, around South Korea.
0: Mm-hmm. As a wrap-up of, of this uh, topic, uh, uh, let's go back to the original question. Should we, or should the Korean government, uh, change its strategy about North Korea policy at this point? Hijin.
1: Well, um, the South Korean government, as well, uh, President Moon uh, himself is risking the possibility of uh, receiving criticism of using double standards regarding North Korea on and and Japan, on one hand, uh, he has been vocally and uh, strongly criticizing Japan. Um, uh, on one hand, and on the other, he has been mum on North Korea. Um, and as uh, Mr. Huang said. Uh, that does not really uh, uh, seem, uh, uh, co- well, let's say, uh, it doesn't seem very, very congruent uh, to uh, the state of affairs. And um, it, the president sh- uh, may have to decide soon whether he has to respond uh, if North Korea ratchets up its uh, uh Provocations on South Korea, um, which it will likely to do uh, if uh, talks with the US do not head the way that it wants it to.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a pessimistic voice coming from Mr. Huang, but anything to add?
2: No, I mean, do, do I see flexibility with respect to North Korea? Uh, unfortunately, no. I mean, I personally, I, I think the moon automation could show some flexibility going back and forth between, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, you know, uh, carrots and sticks. But so for now, I mean, that doesn't seem to be the ammo for this administration. Right. I haven't seen much
0: stick other than the decapitation strategy a long time ago. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. Mr. Huang. please take us through your pick of the day. Um, uh, yeah, this is kind of a stimulus package, right? That's yeah. right.
2: I mean, it's kind of a old news in the sense that it, you know, passed a few days ago. The National Assembly just recently passed a 5.8 trillion won fiscal stimulus package, and just wanted to kind of you know, the kind of the news went away, it kind of passed, and there was a big brouhaha about the uh, the Liberty Korea Party uh, lawmaker who came to a late night uh, negotiation session really drunk, and that sort of became a you know small political scandal for one news cycle, and then you know things passed, and basically now we go on to the next new cycle. And I just wanted to sort of you know kind of look back on what happened in you know, the for, for past few months because you know the stimulus uh, uh, fiscal stimulus package kind of got kicked into the news cycle back in March. So we're mm-hmm, talking about mm-hmm. five months ago when IMF did a so called Article Four consultation for South Korea and said, well you know you know and remember this is March. This is well before you know. This Trade dispute for, uh, with the Japan was anywhere in the horizon in anyone in anyone's you know consciousness. Basically, well, the, the South Korea seems to be facing some headwinds, and in order to achieve the, the you know the, the, the target growth rate of two point six percent, South Korea probably needs a fiscal stimulus of about 05 percent, which translates to about nine trillion won. Mm-hmm. And then the minister uh, of you know uh, the economy and finance came uh, of South Korea, the vi- uh, vice prime minister came out and said. No, no, no. We don't want that much stimulus. We just need maybe two thirds of that. And of course, you know, that was discussion that was taking place March and uh, April. And fast forward now. We basically got you know stimulus package, which was about two thirds the size of what IMF recommended back in March. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. You know, at least in my mind, naturally raises the question: uh, Is is this stimulus package enough, at least to you know buoy the uh, you know economy to, into
0: everyone uh, many people's expectations? Mm-hmm. Uh, the immediate two questions come to my mind. I, I think you mentioned it. Uh, why so late uh, it started in late March and now they're passing it and why so small right the, the first off any comments on any of those two. Uh, kind of sticking points.
1: Well, uh, as you saw, the National Assembly was fraught with infighting uh, during the first half of this That's year. That's an understatement, <laughs> and that there was less uh, meetings done or work done at the National Assembly meeting uh, at the National Assembly, um, and. Uh, it was only when Japan came out with the removal of South Korea from the white list that the National Assembly got its act together and said, okay, we have to pass the budget and which was, uh, which was very, very bittersweet to see. I mean, uh, the, the National Assembly should have been working on this. The mm-hmm. budget, mm-hmm. Uh, the economy, um, uh, concentrating on the, the matters at, at that, that, that really matter rather than complete uh, fighting physically in, in, in the Assembly itself
0: well national assembly dysfunctionality is not anything new that's right uh, although this
2: fiscal stimulus package negotiation took longer than any of the past negotiations right. you know they set record you know in an kind of unfortunate manner but I think there was a, a bit of a fundamental problem in the sense that you know when you th- think about institutions like IMF, it's not really a you know happy-go-lucky institutions that oh just go so, go ahead and spend money. They tend to be very conservative outlook, and you know when when they actually made a you know recommendation about nine trillion one stimulus package, they were saying mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. this is just so that you can get to the level of you know the two point six percent that you you want to get. You know it, it was fairly conservative, you know targeted response. And, you know, kind of the Korean uh, ministry's uh, response was a little strange, you know, even though IMF kind of gave, you know, political cover. To engage in some serious stimulus package, you know, you know, literally the civil servants in the ministry were saying that we don't need it, and you know, this 5.8 trillion might say that it's well below IMF package, to, but original proposal that came from the Ministry of Economy and Finance was 6.7 trillion, so mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. still well below, you know, what IMF, IMF was recommending. So I think there is kind of a built-in voices within the you know, Moon administration and, 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 and the civil service that is sort of anti-stimulus package mm-hmm. basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before getting to the size of the stimulus package, I want to kind of pound on the, this point that, that the, those uh, lawmakers were spending too much time, uh, opposition party being on the street for, for a while. And although the kind of a late passing of this uh, supplementary budget is not anything new, but it seems like it's getting worse and worse. Right. Uh, but at this t- at this time, you know, at
2: least the Liberal Korea Party felt a lot of you know political pressure because, you know, to just block stimulus package as long as possible when this trade dispute with J- Japan was going through many news cycles. Mm-hmm. Even they mm-hmm. thought that, you know, they had to pass something. And, you know, we got this package, which is better than nothing, but, you know, in my, in my eyes, far lo- lo- lower than what is you know, desired.
0: Right. If that's the case, do we have to thank Japan for kind of springing these lawmakers into Ouch. action? <laughs> or, or without Japan, we might have had a longer delay then.
1: Unfortunately, that was the case. There was no consensus between the ruling and the opposition parties, uh, so um, uh, we had uh, been facing a, as you said, the dysfunctionality to continue at the National Assembly without such a crisis. Um, but as as Mr. Huang pointed out, um, it is the case where um, the uh, we need supplementary budget, but. At the same time, uh, we recently saw, as uh, Ji-hee reported earlier this morning, Mm -hmm. um, the ruling party is asking for 530 trillion won budget for next year, which is a 13% increase Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. this year. So the the, uh, demand for more budget is going to continue as the time goes on.
0: Mm, I see. I, I need to vent about the dysfunctionality of the lawmakers from time to time. But <laughs> anyway, uh, let, let's get back to the size, the size of that, this supplementary budget. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, IMF is notorious for being austere about when it comes to the, this kind of uh, uh, spending measures. And going uh, way under their recommended size, it seems to uh, say... Um, for one thing, uh, they are more austere-minded, or maybe they don't even believe in this stimulus package. And you
2: know, some of the talking points coming out of the uh, you know, vice prime minister Hong actually, you know, kind of is aligned with what you're saying. Basically, he thought that you know, original proposal of you know, not 5.8 but 6.7 trillion one proposal that his ministry put forward. He thought that they will actually increase the GDP growth by zero point one percent now, if you do the quick math, that means that you know every thousand one the government puts in into mm-hmm, the economy mm-hmm. it will only produce maybe three hundred one you know this is called you know so called fiscal multiplier mm-hmm. and basically the ministry thinks that the fiscal multiplier in korea is well below 0.3 and if you quickly look up what imf's own estimate of you know the fiscal multiplier around the world coming out of you know 2012 economic slump is between 0.9 to 1.7 so there is some serious disconnect about the way that ministry of economy and finance in south korea looks at south korean economy and the way the imf looks at the economy Mm -hmm. and at least in the real policy terms, that really translates to you know, Ministry of uh, Economy and Finance being really, really not being a fan of uh, fiscal stimulus, mm-hmm. at least I- in, in actual money that they pr- they're put, proposing R- to
0: spend. Right. Ideally, the multiplier should be well over one. That's Right. right
2: and that's uh, you know ba- basically the, you know it's a simple b- b- logic is this if you know if i go out and so- suddenly make on un- in- unplanned purchase of 1001 that sure translate to increase in the korean uh, gdp of 1001 you know you know consumption is part of uh, gdp and i make an additional b- kind of consumption and that at least th- th- that's how much the money that should be added to the economy what the ministry is saying is that well Instead of you, if the government goes out and purchases one thousand one worth of you know something, you know water for civil servants or something, that mm-hmm. only adds to about three hundred one. The outcome of the GDP. It's a really strange calculation that ministry says. I mean, they say that they have a model that suggests this, but I, I'll be really you know curious to see what possible assumptions went into their model that suggests this really strange math.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the business update, we're we're talking about that increase in the budget seems to be kind of a bargaining tactic given Uh, they don't really believe in the high figure, but they wanted to say that if he go high, then maybe we'll settle on the lower figure, and that's okay with us. It seems like that's the message.
1: A bargaining tool, let's
0: say. Right, right. So if that's the case, then what's the use of, I mean, you know, I don't want to exaggerate, but uh, it's not that they don't completely Neglect or uh, disregard this stimulus package, but if they don't think it's an effective tool, then uh, what about all the other uh, countries that uses this tactics or this kind of tools very effectively? So what's wrong with the Korean government in that regard?
1: Well. We have seen um, supplementary budgets twice in the Moon administration so far. And unfortunately, it hasn't had the economic, um, uh, let's say, boosting factor, so to speak, uh, in the past. And that is why I think um, a a concern uh, has arisen for the supplementary budgets. But um, without it, uh, we would have had uh, uh, an even uh, harder fall uh, uh, in... in, uh, the economic fallout uh, from uh, a the trade um, the trade dispute, not just uh, with Japan, but uh, from the U.S.-China um, fallout. It's a global issue right now, um, and as we have seen um, in just in the fir- uh, third quarter so far, this uh, third quarter, the one has decreased against the U.S. dollar by three point four percent. So. Um, That in itself is a very, very uh, huge uh, uh, impact on the exporters and importers of this country uh, who uh, are in charge of 70% of the economy, -hmm. um, the nation's Mm -hmm. economy. So um, in order to help them uh, survive this trade war with Japan, and the fallout from the U.S.-China trade war. I think uh, the uh, supplementary budget is absolutely necessary, uh, but... Uh, the pr- uh, point is how to utilize that uh, supplementary budget. H- is it going the right w- uh, is, uh, the right way? Uh, is it be- is it being spent in the right way? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to continually monitor these uh, situations and also uh, uh, monitor the uh, discussions about next year's budget mm-hmm. as well. Now,
0: what do you think, Mr. Huang? I mean, we don't want to. Uh, have a situation where we're just throwing the money at the problem, um, hoping that some will stick.
2: Well, a couple of observations. I mean, there have been a smaller supplemental budget, you know, twice as you know, uh, uh, as was men- men mentioned earlier, uh, but. What also happened in the past two years is that, you know, the Korean government managed to actually have record tax receipts. In fact, they actually, you know, uh, you know c- collected a lot more taxes than they, you know, the Ministry of Economy and Finance actually originally planned. So when you actually look at, you know, gross, you know, m- 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 the government's uh, the, uh, budget, they actually had, you know, fiscal uh, surplus for past two years. I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, having a fiscal stimulus and, you know, b- injecting in a stimulus to the economy, having a you know, fiscal uh, fiscal b- b- surplus is actually not something you want to do. You want to be running a, a deficit when the economy is bad, and you want to be uh, running a surplus when the economy is good. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apparently, according to the ministry's you know, th- you know, spending and tax re- re- receipt, uh, you know, uh, record, they op- apparently thinks that the economy is w- was at you know full you know f- 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 full limit for the past two years, which would be counter to most Korean uh, Korean observers' uh, you know, ideas. So I think, you know, President Moon might actually have, you know, something of, you know, kind of Ministry of Economy and Finance that's not really implementing his economic policies as his fit. And he's expressed some displeasure in some meetings that was reported, but we don't see a strong push to actually, you know, get over the hump that whatever the bureaucratic hurdle that, you know, Ministry of Economy and Finance is, you know, putting up, you know, Moon administration is really not pushing, you know, his stimulus through through the civil, uh, 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 civil government.
0: Mm-hmm. One curious point, I think, related to that is that in other countries, in other news medias in the U.S. and Europe, they focus on the growth rate a lot. Uh, how much do we grow this year? And people's uh, political life and political uh, popularity depends on what kind of growth factor they can present to the voters. It seems like uh, by having the stimulus package smaller, uh, they might be implicitly saying that slow growth is okay with us. And that means people don't really care about the smaller figure going forward. First of all, do you think it's true, Hijin? And if the slow growth is okay with us, um, if it is, then what what is government saying? Uh, have we reached that point where the growth does not really uh, drive our economy?
1: Um, well, there have been concerns uh, in the international ratings, uh, sovereign ratings firms, that South Korea's uh, uh, yearly annual growth is going to fall below two percent this year. Mm-hmm. And um, unfor- uh, the Bank of Korea, as well as the Finance Ministry, denies this that it that denies that it will happen. But it, it it has voiced concerns that it will have that it will. It will fall short of its expectations. Um, So the public is aware that uh, the growth may not uh, reach the uh, aforementioned 2.1% outlook that uh, the Bank of Korea has said. Um, So it is bracing for a, a slower growth. But is it okay? Um, how can South Korea survive this is another question. Mm-hmm. Um, if it continues, then uh, the the momentum of the economy will have to slow down for, for the next few years as well. Uh, that would mean that uh, the South Korean economy has to uh, uh, brace for impact, let's say, uh, which is not what the South Korean uh, public is uh, wanting at this point in stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Mr. Huang, I give you the closing remark on this uh, slow growth issue and.
2: Well, I mean, first of all, South Korea grew actually you know, you know, slower than the, what the United States grew you know, mm-hmm. in last year, and I think that's just unthinkable in the sense that, you know, if you think the you know, United States has various advantages over South Korea, South Korea should be, you know, catching up to U.S., which means that we should be growing faster than U.S. in order to catch up to U.S. So, yes, we are not going to grow at 8-9% like we did in you know the 1980s, but to think that, you know, South Korea at a low rate means that low rate even lower than you know, you, you, the U.S., I think I think that's just a not practical. Well, just it's not not, not re- unreasonable expectations. And I think you know the Moon administration should be you know pushing stimulus ideas a little more. I mean, he really wants to, you know, focus on job creation, and you know, job creation is highly correlated with growth rates. So I think the idea is that you know push for more stimulus is faster
0: and earlier. I see. <clears throat> it seems like uh, uh, President uh, Moon is. He has pushed for a job growth in, the f- in the first when he started his administration, but it seems like the slow growth seems to be one of the features in Korean uh, economy uh, going forward. Well, I thank you, experts, for uh, your valuable contribution and discussion for the radio salon.